All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on today's show, I got to sit down with my aunt and uncle, Billy and Mark. We were in Wisconsin in my mom's shop, uh, sitting near a wood stove, cranking out heat because it was cold there. But these two were played a pivotal role in my development as a hunter, in getting me into hunting different things. And it was amazing to just sit down and hear some of the stories uh, relive some of those memories and it's something that I look forward to now like I will forever bring my podcast gear up there and do several episodes while in Wisconsin it was a great week lots of success lots of stories that I'm sure we're going to share for years to come and yeah there's something about going and sitting with them like I remember doing it as a kid and I think as long as they're in the woods I will make my rounds probably every day and just go and see how they're doing. See if they've seen anything. I, I remember even some of my first memories out in the woods are me creeping up to my uncle. Hey, have you seen anything? And he'd either say yes or no. And then he'd tell me to sit down. And so hopefully we could see some more, but um, I want to make you aware of something before we hop into this episode. Uh, my good buddy, Sean, he's been on the show before. Uh, his brother Shane and their whole family, they kind of introduced me into Western big game hunting, both with moose hunts, uh, inviting me out to their elk camp, which they do not send a lot of invites out for that. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but it was a it was a huge family affair for them. And uh, Shane's son, Hunter, he is now in a sweepstakes it's called BigGameHero.com. They're putting on this deal where he could potentially win a five-day hunt uh, hunting elk on Ted Turner's ranch and get $25,000. So over 12,000 people entered this, and they called me, and they're like, dude, you'll never believe this. He entered this deal, and they're voting on it right now. It goes until the 9th, but he is number eight on that list. And I'm like, dude, I will do whatever I can. You guys have been awesome to me. I'm going to try to uh, get his name out there and hopefully get people to go on and vote. And so if you want to vote, you can check out the description uh, of this podcast. The link is in that or hop on any of my social media platforms and I will put the link in my bios. But that website is biggamehero.com forward slash 2021 forward slash hunter dash Lashinsky and Lashinsky is spelled L-E-S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. So go and vote for him. You can do a daily vote up until the ninth. You get one vote per day. You have to log in through Facebook, I believe, but you could also do a habitat vote. And so what that means is you donate a minimum of $10, but you get an extra vote for every dollar you spend with no cap on that. And so you can help out for free. You can donate money. Either way, it would be awesome to support Hunter and try to get him this trip of a lifetime. Let's jump in to this episode. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show, and on the show with me today, I've got two people that I have hunted with for, well, since before I could technically hunt, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure they've both 
had their moments where they're like, oh gosh, here they come again. <laughs> because we would all get restless and run around the woods. Uh, some people didn't care for it. Some people were like, hey, you just pushed five deer past me. But <laughs> tonight I've got my Aunt Billy and my Uncle Mark. Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. Howdy. Hello. Um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, you guys were a big part of not only deer hunting for me growing up, but all sorts of different hunting. Like, we didn't, I mean, my mom and dad didn't really take us hunting aside from deer. Yeah. Uh, but I remember one of my very first hunts was squirrel hunting on public land with you. Mm. And the squirrel hunting turned more into climbing trees. I did convince my mom to buy like this $25 squirrel call that I swear scared every squirrel in the area away. <laughs> it looked like an adult toy. And, uh, yeah, oh, I remember that. I, I had that for years, and everybody who saw it was like, What? What is that, dude? And yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's a squirrel shaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, Yeah, that doesn't look like a squirrel shaker. Um, yeah, between that and then even waterfowl hunting. Um, you guys got into waterfowl hunting and we knew nothing about it and yeah. that kind of sparked a huge passion for me. Yep. So, yep. yeah, you guys have been, I mean, we could probably go on for 25 episodes just <laughs> of different stories. Oh boy. And that's one of the things I think I've enjoyed about this whole weekend. It's been just one story after another, just the reminiscing. You know, I'm not all that old. I'm only 55, but yet... Um, my body's falling apart and then feet are bothering me. These hills over here, being a flatlander and coming from the other side of the state, you know, it's hard for me to uh, get out there, just not used to all these ridges. And uh, so by the end of the day and by the end of the weekend, my body was pretty ticked off with me. <laughs> I didn't know if I'd be able to walk today. I Oof. really didn't. After yesterday, how I was feeling, holy cow. Well, there's a small prayer every time I get out of a chair. <laughs> Please, Lord, one Is step. Is going to be it? <laughs> if I can make one step, I know I'm going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, good. Yeah, I remember we used to, I mean, between me, Aaron, and Sam, we probably visited you guys. <laughs> a lot. An average of three or four times a yeah. day. Yeah. Every season since, what, 20? Yeah. 2000? No, it would be... Before 2000. I mean, it was like every single, yep. every season, we'd get restless. There's no deer moving around here. Let's go see what they're up to. Yeah. And here comes a mini orange army right to you guys. And we always preferred it because we liked that. If somebody got up and moved around, it moved the deer around. And that was always a nice thing. And it was also kind of a neat thing, too, because that's where we spent our time. It made the memories. You know, yeah. I shared a little bit with Sam. We went and got my blind today in... Uh, after we got everything tore down, uh, we just kind of, I didn't intend to make him tear up, but I did. And, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I remember. I have a picture in my phone of you. This was just a couple of years ago. And uh, I was back in the back for you where Eric used to sit. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden I heard something. And I waited and I waited to see what would transpire out of that. And all of a sudden I saw orange. And I knew it was either you were cold or you just thought you'd come back and for, you know, a little time. And you guys have always done that, and I've yep. always enjoyed that. It's not kind of like, oh, good God, why don't you just go sit down? Well, nope, I've always liked that. So I even asked Aiden yesterday. He, he mentioned a couple times that his feet were getting cold, and I was like, I'm going to give him the option. 
you know, it's his first actual day or full day that he can hunt. Yeah. And I was like, do you want to stay here or do you want to go over to Mark's blind? Yeah. And he's like, we can go over to Mark's blind. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Good. We're yeah. going to Mark's blind. Yeah. My feet are cold too, but I am not going to tell him that. <laughs> no, my feet never get cold. Yeah. I've got bear fur on those toes. Yeah. 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 There's, uh, I mean, even like I think I said, we were walking out the other night in uh, out of the woods. And I even said, too, you know, I think about through the years, all of the equipment, how we started. Yeah. And how we all froze our tail feathers off for how many years and, you know, started, uh, you know, even had just the cheaper boots. Well, now everybody's got the better equipment and mm-hmm. the, the nicer guns, you know, and how I started out with a hand-me-down uh, 12-gauge shotgun. It was my my grandfather's, actually. The pump was broke on it, and there was no sight on it because for some oddball reason, Grandpa thought he'd saw it in half. <laughs> so, and nowadays, I don't even know, maybe it wasn't, I'm not real sure if it was legal back then, but nobody really, you know. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't something that could be used. <laughs> but uh, but well, here we are, you know, we got. I, I think it'd be funny one of these years to set up a camera and do like this a really slow shutter speed yeah. so that you can see just like streaks of orange coming through the woods and going yeah. and to just set it up at one of the bases of your guys's trees yeah. or outside your blind yeah. because it would probably look pretty cool just the orange in and out all day long and just do that every <laughs> single day and kind of overlap them um but yeah it for for a while the front part of the woods was the hot spot and then over the past what decade, it's been the back the back half of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's. <laughs> I wish people could this see is her why right I now. Sit back there. Her <laughs> eyebrows just went up. Her smile went from ear to ear. Uh, but I mean, for probably a decade now, you guys get some of the first shooting and the most deer sightings yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so. Billy, I mean, we've been, <laughs> it seems like, gosh, it's 9 o'clock, and I haven't been able to walk back to Billy yet. Like, How many times? Normally, we s- we've been dragging yeah. deer out for an hour already. Yeah. If I don't have my deer by 9, I usually don't get one, so. Yeah. How many times did we say that this weekend, too? And it's like, I can't believe it's a, it's like almost 11, and nobody has even pulled the trigger yeah. yet. Yeah. It's been, it's been different, and I missed last year. I mean, I haven't missed many years, um, but, yeah, I missed last year, and that was tough. I mean, not being up here with all of you guys, and yeah. then to get pictures and texts, and yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah. Like even just the sitting around and talking, and you know, right. Being yeah. back, I mean, I remember for years when I was a kid, you guys would all come back, and I'd be out the door right away. I wanted to see what was in the back of the van or the truck or on top of the car right. or whatever you guys were all driving at that point. Yep. And then, I think the first, the first seasons i remember we were living in strum and my parents would hang deer on the clothesline on that metal t-post that's when my first buck was huh my the big one yep his rack was above the bar and his butt was on the ground yep that uh yeah that house is cool and it was just kind of all through the years it was fun (coughs) having you guys come over we've done this a long time a long time yeah, we've been me and Billy got married in 1986, but we've been together since 1983, and uh, we've been hunting longer than we've been married together. 
That's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, in fact, we got married the 8th of November. We waited two weeks in our our honeymoon. Uh, two weeks later was deer hunting. That's awesome. That was the longest season ever. I mean, we were up all day, up all night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Edit. I'm going to have to. <laughs> She's kidding. I'm going to have to rate this, this one M for mature. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just fun. I mean, I have fun with it now. <laughs> Coming up and creeping everybody out with my comments to my wife, so that's all right. <laughs> yeah. The problem is it always is worse coming from you guys than it is coming from <laughs> us. I don't know why. Probably because, I don't know. It's always gross. It's always gross kids out thinking yeah. about anything yeah. weird like that with their parents, but... I got to see them. Well, let's just say it's not any better listening to the kids talk about it oh, <laughs> either. Yeah. So, well, good. I'm glad. As a parent. I'm glad. Yeah. I always thought it was way weirder on our end to hear it, but knowing that it's weird enough for you guys, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I know. I, I make comments, and I, I only say it just in jest or just to make people kind of chuckle or even roll their eyes, but our daughter's uh, pretty good at turning it around and saying, Dad, you either shut up or I'm going to share some stuff to you. <laughs> like, all right, I'm done. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, getting back to, you know, I think about things that we all did. Um, I don't remember how old you were when we got you into duck hunting, but it was a youth hunt. Yeah, I was going to say it was my first, I think it was my first ever season that I could yeah. legally hunt. Yeah. Sammy was too old or too young. Yep. And uh, Aaron, our eldest, was uh, too old for the youth hunt. So I was in between, and it was like, well, I still wanted to take somebody out. So I called your mom, and I said, hey, by any chance, what are you guys doing on such and such? And I gave her plenty of time. I said, what are you doing on such and such a date? It's a Saturday, Sunday thing. Oh, I don't, I don't know why. So I explained to her that the youth hunt, duck hunt, was coming up, and I said, I'd was kind of wondering if Dan would be interested in it. Well, I imagine he would be. So, yeah, I wound up taking you and then our, my, uh, your cousin Sean, too. Went yep. So you guys were my two shooters. And Sammy was, uh, at, even at that time, and he's become such a uh, awesome duck and goose caller, but he was my caller even then. I think he might have been 10. I don't even remember how old he was. Yeah, he was I remember. He was... It's funny. He's, I mean, he's always been younger than me, but yeah. teaching me how to duck call, and I'm just like, how is this kid doing? This? It's phenomenal. And he'd be like, no, you have to don't don't puff your cheeks out. Yeah. You don't want to puff your cheeks out. Yeah, kind of put it put it on your lips like you're drinking a soda. I mean, he's just like telling me all the steps, and I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. I mean, I to this day, I'm an okay caller, but yeah, you're like me. Yeah. Anytime I'm around him, I'm he's an- like, hey. Maybe just do a light cluck or a hawk yeah. or yeah. something. But I'm just like, ah, I'm just going to burn my calls. How yeah. about that? Yeah. You can... Well, that's me with a goose call. In fact, um, he got a, uh, a zinc, I'm trying to think what it's called, a, a cluck, clucker. It's a zinc call. And uh, I love it. Power clucker, I think it is. Okay. And uh, I, I love the call. But uh, it was given to Sam, but Sam was one of them. He was really stuck on Buck Gardner calls. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, you mentioned a while back when you were with the Buck Gardner group, and uh, I, I think I'm kind of, uh, I, I, as I listened to that, there was things that you guys were saying. And it was like, yeah, that was my first call. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have, have you ever seen my collection of calls? Oh, yeah. I've got a, a ton of them, but yet that's only because a lot of places in the beginning, 
um, and I won't say any store names just to make them sound bad, but they wouldn't let you try the call. Mm-hmm. So you bought the thing. You weren't allowed to take it out of the package before you bought it. So once you bought it, I got out in the car, and I'd start calling with it, and it was, yeah, yeah no, this ain't working. And rather than take it back, I, my collection, I think I've got like 40-some calls that I just, you know, and it ranges from everything. i got Quaker Boy, I've got Hadel's calls, I've got, um, oh boy, Lowman calls. Hunter Specialties. Uh, Hunter Specialties, um, back when Buck was with them, and... Uh, uh, but I have got, I'll bet you out of the 40-some calls I've got, I've got probably 20-some of them are, are, or close to 20 are Buck Gardner calls. Yeah. yeah. When he was with the HS Specialties. My first call I ever got, you gave me, and it was a double nasty. Yeah. And yeah, mine I too. love that thing. I still, it's one of my favorite calls yeah. to blow on. Yeah. But I remember coming over, and you guys had that whole, uh, that whole, like, inset um, bookshelf that you had with all hunting oh, movies yeah. and DVD. And yeah. I mean, it went from VHS to DVDs, and every time we would come over there, I'm just like thumbing through, like, oh, what yeah. are we going to watch? Yeah. Which, uh, Master Books and Real Tree, every one of them. And I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. And we hardly had any, uh, hunting, hunting DVDs at our house. Right. And then inevitably, you and Sam would get the calls out, and I'd look over and I'd see Billy, and she'd, be playing cards with my mom or doing something uh, in the dining room or in the kitchen. And it was like the calls would start going and she'd kind of peek out. Yeah. And then the look on her face would change every time she peeked <laughs> through the door. And eventually it's like, are you going to keep that up all night? <laughs> Can you guys just watch a TV show already instead of showing Dan every single sound this call yeah. can make? Yeah. Well, we were all pretty crazy about the calls. In fact, after a while, Billy had a <clears throat> standing rule. A standing rule that uh, no more duck calling, no more calling in the house. But that didn't always stand. And then, I mean, first thing you do is it seemed like every year or whatever. I was just on the quest for the perfect call. Mm-hmm. Not saying that any of them weren't perfect. They were. I liked you know, especially bucks. I always liked bucks, and they were always my go-to calls. Still are. Um, I've got a couple of zinc calls that I, I like as well, but. Uh, when hands down, I've always got a Buck Gardner call on me. Yep. I used to uh, drive truck for a company where I worked, and uh, uh, well, they eventually closed down and everything. But yet, before all of that, I had uh, I always wore carpenter pants. So when you got that little side pocket, that was my holster, and I always carried a duck call in my pocket constantly. And then because I drove truck for my, we had a straight truck. We also had a, a tractor trailer. And I did uh, that for 17 years for that company. But yet, I'd always go down in where we lived, go down and I'd sit down by the river, you know, early in the morning or whatever, waiting to get in. If there was another truck in the dock, I couldn't get in right away. So, perfect. You know, and I tried to perfect my calling. And uh, spring was always the funnest part because them greenheads just go crazy as soon as they hear, hear hear a lady duck calling, you know, and it was... I mean, I'd, I'd have them literally dropping and landing real close to the truck. That's and awesome. I'd just sit and giggle. <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. I can call ducks. <laughs> I remember you guys used to tell me that you'd, you'd have your calls in the vehicle and practice calling like yeah. when you're driving around yeah. a stop sign or light. And uh, I started doing that once I could drive. And then 
I was living with my buddy Drew and his family for like a year while I was in college. And I got him into doing that. So he would drive around and he would hang them on his seat. I always hung mine from my mirror. And he hung his on his seat. He was still in high school. And I remember uh, he and I were driving in my vehicle one day. And we get a call from his mom. And she is flipping out. And she's like, what What have you guys been doing? What are you guys into? You've got marijuana pipes hanging from your seat. <laughs> and he's like, no. or I think she said, I found the marijuana pipes in your truck. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, they're all on a string like, like it's a necklace. And we're like, Lisa, those are duck calls. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what? And we're like, blow on the one end of it, like the yeah. fatter end of it. <laughs> and we just hear like, yeah, and she's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm really sorry. You guys have a good rest of your day. Make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that blew my mind. My heart, my my stomach was just, like, so upset. I'm like, we don't have any, like, <laughs> marijuana yeah. pipes in your yeah. truck, dude. And he's like, no, I know we don't. And then she it described him, and I was like, oh, my goodness. This, is, this couldn't be any better. Oh, how many times as a parent have I said the wrong thing to the kids? <laughs> wound up being wrong about what they were doing. Well, you guys kind of got, yeah, aside from, like, rifle hunting for deer, you guys kind of got me into all sorts of stuff because you guys got bows, mm -hmm. and then I got a bow. Yep. You got me into Then when we come over and I'd, I'd help you with sighting in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd get out. and I think there was even a couple of times we because we'd come over in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, I know was uh, I think there was a couple of times I brought my bull along my compound and we'd just go out there and fling arrows for a while. Yep. Even though it was hotter than blazes here, because west side of the state here is always hotter than oh yeah where we live. It's being next to Lake Michigan, like we are. Well, Billy, I think were you the first one on the property to get a hang on tree stand? Because I remember there were all there were a bunch of like old platform stands, pretty like close. wooden ones, probably. But then you started hanging the a tree same stand. tree forever. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. <laughs> once you found that one, it was like. So is that well, blind now? <laughs> that is Billy's tree forever. I yeah. feel like if that tree ever comes down, you need to. As long as it comes cut down, some about planks out of it. 20 and, feet up, I'm good because I still have the. Bottom, yeah. You know? <laughs> You're just going to be sitting in the tree with no that, limbs above you. And that's the only way that tree stands coming out of the tree is the tree's got to come down. <laughs> yeah, it's been there a long time. That tree's oh, yeah. reclaimed it. That stand. Yeah. I think basically all of our stands are that way now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're good and sturdy. You don't need straps anymore. <laughs> yeah, straps. Well, they're padlocked on too. Yeah. So now the tree's grown yeah. in the chain links. Mm -hmm. And we tried to cut one of the chains with bolt cutters. It was and quite a bit just of pressure. Killed somebody. Yeah, yeah. Oh the yeah. Pressure, the pressure just on exploded it. on it. Well, I figured at some point each one of those links is just going to completely spread out, yeah. and then it's going to be done. But. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely should come down It's and be replaced. Yeah. Maybe next summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I get back out there. It's funny because I, I think there were a couple of years early on in college where I didn't make it back up for season. But then once I did, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go hang my tree stand up. And <laughs> my brother's like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> and I get up there, and it looks like. My tree has like a woman's curves, you know. Like oh. I got two st two straps around the top of the seat and oh, then around yeah. the base of it, and the the tree just kind of goes in and out Ooh. and waves. And I'm like, 
oh man, yeah, those straps aren't going to be good at all. I'm going to pull that stand down. And I did, I, I got up there and I grabbed it and uh, I just cut through the straps and I went to pull it away and it didn't budge. Nope. The same exact thing that yeah. you were talking about, the tree or the sand is in the tree. Forever. I took mine down out of the tree I was in and it had been up there so long. I was literally wailing on it with a hammer. Mm-hmm. I wound up messing up my finger because I smashed my finger trying to beat on that thing just to get it loose. I got it. I wish I had brought, thought to bring up crowbar. It would probably come down a lot faster. But Where where are you going to sit next year? Because I got I don't a know, I kind of Philly's back in her stand. She's not going to want uh, you up yeah, on that point. I'm, I'm right out in front of her. I don't know if I want to be in her cross. You guys are going to have to fight <laughs> over that place. She's like, no, no, there's no fight. He is yeah. back in house and leaving. No, I, well, I'll probably be back in a sliver. I don't know. We'll see. Go back on the other side. Yeah, I mean there were deer over there this year, but you saw a few. You sat over there. Yeah, they. That's a hit or miss spot over there. Yep, it's either really hot or it's you might not see anything. You don't need to see much when you shoot the quality of deer that you've yeah. gotten out yeah. of there. Yeah. I mean, if you only see one and it's you know got fourteen inch G twos. <laughs> by all means I mean, man i haven't seen a deer all year and then he shoots a deer that's bigger than anything we've ever, ever shot seen. on that yeah. property yeah 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 i gotta say um we've been doing this me and billy been doing this for a long time and i feel very very blessed because i'm not one of those guys that just uh, you know kisses the wife on the cheek and then heads uh, out to the woods and and hollers back as i'm leaving the garage wish me luck you know my wife and I have a, a little, I don't know what you want to say, we've got kind of a little competition. No. She shows me Mark up Mark decorates lot. the wall and I fill the freezer. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I and got if, a couple of nice If I get wall. something to decorate the wall, so but be She it. did this last time, what was it, two years ago? You got a nice one and we finally were able to put a mount on the wall for her. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. To get that call. Oh, we got the honeymoon couple up there too. Well, yeah, yeah. We've or got an anniversary one. Anniversary couple. I 2010. Say. We each. She shot a really nice doe, and uh, the head on that is close to the one that we got this weekend. Uh, that Sam's got, and uh, man, the head on that. I think from the top of its head to the tip of its nose was like almost 18 inches. The, the head on that thing was just phenomenal. So we had that mounted along with that nice nine-pointer that I shot in 2010. So and that's uh, we call it the anniversary. Because of our uh, anniversary being the 8th of November, if you look through the top of um, that nine-pointer's rack, it's almost a, a perfect heart shape. Oh, nice. And so I call them the anniversary buck. And, yeah. uh, and, so, and, with the, and we got them both mounted, and they're on the wall next to each other. Call it the anniversary couple. Yeah. Nice. That I, I remember that buck a couple of years ago that you shot. It's always good, like, because you guys will call and you'll be like, hey, I don't know if it's because you want us to be excited for you or because you want us to come drag it out for you. <laughs> but either way, I love the call. I get the call first. Usually it's Sam. Did you just shoot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, yep, big buck down. And he's like, no way. And I said, it's the biggest deer I've ever shot. And so he comes rushing in and then I was you got called. I think he called you, actually. Yep. Um, and, yeah, hey, I tried to shoot it at the top of the hill. I couldn't help it. It rolled all the way back down <laughs> to the bottom. That is the problem. The, the best spot on the property is the hardest spot to get a deer out of. And we definitely. Yeah, the angles of the hills have got to be at probably as 
70 percent mm-hmm. i mean well and we talked about that the other day dragging a deer out of there you guys have that big orange like toboggan sled and we'll strap a deer onto that and drag it out it works great when you're on flatland it works great to help get it over logs it really works when you're going downhill but when you're going uphill on freshly fallen oak leaves or oh. fresh snow it's mm. taking your legs into your own hands because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't stand behind the sled because you're going to get your legs snapped off uh-huh but it's like every step up it's still pulling you back down the friction of a dead deer i mean typically it's not going to slide down the hill on its right. own yep. but that sled i mean it's constant pressure trying to Bring you right back down. Luckily, I don't think anybody's fallen. Sam mentioned, was it last year that he did it? He said one year he rode on the sled with the deer down He was the hill. talking about that. that yeah. We went down that ago. way. We went out earlier today, uh, well, this evening, uh, before it got dark, and we went and got my blind. And uh, he was talking about that, and he said that they actually, he rode that. And he says, this is the, the little gully where I went all the way down the hill. There were two but, deer in the sled, Sydney. and he was tired of pulling them. <laughs> and we had a little bit of snow, so we just kind of angled them at the right angle. And he did really well until he hit a tree stump and went airborne. <laughs> and <laughs> then it wasn't quite as much fun because he came down on his tailbone. But yeah, oh, he's lucky man. he didn't break his tailbone. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah, if that sled gets out of control on, on the downhill side, just let it go because it's going to snap your legs mm-hmm. it's, mean, or your ankles or something. The longer we hunt over here, it's funny, though, because now the older we get, no surprise, we all get older, but yet it's funny because now we we shoot deer strategically. Mm-hmm. If the deer looks like it's coming down through the valley and it's going to hit up on the good side, you know, getting closer to the road, no, 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 don't shoot him until he gets to the top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Yep. It does seem like, I think, out of all the deer I've shot back there, mm-hmm. I haven't had a single one run a good direction. <laughs> the only one that came close was that buck I shot yesterday or two days ago, and it only made it like probably five yards closer yeah. to the right direction. Yeah, and it's just a tough spot. Well, but I there's shot, a reason I like it. Back shot here. that buck. What was it? A couple of years ago, I shot that one buck, and he literally. Uh, on, I was on the sliver. Well, he literally ran in plenty of room. You know. Be, so it wasn't a dangerous shot or anything. But he ran right towards the road, which wasn't all that far. That's why we call it the sliver. But yet he he died like 20 yards before the ditch, you know, and it was like, oh, this is going to be. And I remember Sam even calling and saying, well, that you shooting? Yeah. What is it? And did you get it? And yeah, yeah, it's a buck and he's laying down there. Well, yeah, how bad of a drag is this going to be? And I said, I think you'll be pleasantly pleased. Literally, <laughs> it was just inside the yeah. ditch. yeah. Where it stopped. Just drive the car down yeah. and reach out the window and grab the antlers. <laughs> and <laughs> Pretty much. In fact, we drug it out uh, drug it out to the side of the road. I'm on the side of the road when they took a picture of it with the, with the camera. And uh, you can look straight behind me. Now, I'm at the side. I'm in the gravel on the side of the road, and you can look right behind me, and there's the gut pile. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, that was pretty close. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> For real. <laughs> What uh? What does this year look like um, after, I guess, rifle season? Because I know you guys do quite a bit of hunting over there on your side of the state. We do a lot of bull hunting over there, yeah. Yeah. Once you guys got into that, it just seemed, I mean, 
hunting in the outdoors took over quite a bit. And now you guys are super into kayaking. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I always see yeah. in the summers, especially, I see all your posts. And yeah. I'm like, oh, to be on the river right now would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. And we took uh, took your mom and uh, your stepdad with us to uh, uh, Waters Meet. And Upper that was, Michigan. Uh, yeah, in Upper Michigan. And that was a uh, that was a great time. We uh, it's like the def- mini boundary waters. Yeah, and for anybody that's listening, and is uh, close to Wisconsin, if you've ever been to the boundary waters, the Sylvania wilderness is our new home away from it's home. Fell in love with a million it acres, yeah. um, of the Ottawa National Forest. Yeah, and then land that they ended up purchasing from another private landowner to add to it. And literally now it's in the million-plus acres of pristine wilderness, uh, world-class bass fishery, catch and release only. Yeah. Um, but no motorboats out on the lakes. It's quiet. It's like well, heaven there, on earth. There's motorboats on, the, on, on crooked, one lake. On Crooked Lake. But there's but like then after a that, dozen-plus other lakes just with like, no boats at all. I mean, there's there's way more. The Boundary Waters, yeah, they've got way more lakes, and there's more of all of that. But yet, uh, it's just wonderful, wonderful. Instead of doing, what is it, an eight- or nine-, ten-hour drive to the Boundary Waters for us to go up to Eli, um, to Ely, however you want to say it. It's about four hours. We go up to Waters Meet. That's only about four or four-and-a-half hours for us, and it's just beautiful up there. But that's God's country, too, up there been hooked ever since we started our first time was 2019 that we went up there and uh and it's real simple for anybody that's interested in it just take a look at uh go on youtube or whatever there's videos on there it's a sylvania wilderness backcountry and it's just beautiful country up there can't see nothing i can't say enough good about it i mean it's that's a good way during covid it was amazing to be able to have a place to retreat to not have to worry about you know, six feet of social distancing and masks and all that garbage. Yeah. Um, up there, you barely saw another person. Yeah. And it's like heaven. Yeah. And the fishing was a lot of fun and uh, a lot of bluegills. It's a bass fishery up there, so you can't keep any of the bass. But they're fun to catch. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys travel to other states quite a bit doing kayaking here, or do you guys... Not so far. We've talked about doing it, but um, not so far. Pretty much the only thing we've done well, so we've far is just Well, we've only been doing it like, like two to three years, yeah. and COVID has taken a big toll right. of what's open and what regulations you have to follow, and I'm not into all of that um, following something I'm not necessarily believing 100% in. So we've stuck with Waters Made the last two, three seasons. Um, I'd like to to get into Illinois, maybe. Yeah. Um, Iowa, I'm not sure what's, you know, I'm not sure on Iowa's side what, what they have. Minnesota, I mean, that's a land of 10,000 lakes. There's got to be some place to take a kayak. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, no. but we just haven't investigated that yet. Um, we started out on the small rivers, not sure, because I absolutely don't like water. Uh, a couple of near-drowning experiences has... Freaked me out a lot. <laughs> um, and then after having a car accident where we got hit by a drunk driver, I had no balance and and brain injury, and I literally wanted to walk across the water to get out of the boat. So the fact that I'm in a kayak right now is 
phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't have predicted that ever, that I would feel that comfortable. Um, but it's been very therapeutic. So That's awesome. And it's just so beautiful. When we first got into it, um, we bought just a couple of cheaper kayaks. They were Vipers. Purely because we, and they were like really cheap. But they were 169 under, bucks. Yeah, they were under $200 for sure. But, and we did that because we really weren't sure how we were going to feel about them. And, well, I'll be honest, I'm a heavier set man. So I didn't know if I was going to be able to get in them, you know. Um, I eventually did switch over. Now I have a sit on top, and I absolutely love that. That's a over twelve foot that I've got. And but when we when we got into it, we fell and we fell hard. And but there's something about it if you've never done it. And for those that are listening that know it and have done it, the sound of your paddle and nothing else but the sound of your paddle going through the water. It's just. Like she said, it's so therapeutic. It's just, I don't want to come home. When we go up yeah. to, uh, we've been up there a couple of times now. And they not only have backcountry, they actually have a campground too. If you have a, you don't want to get into the backcountry or whatever, you got a fifth wheel, you got some kind of travel trailer or whatever. Tent. Tent, whatever. We tented up there. But uh, and it's a little more work. But uh, to get up there and they've got blacktop, it's all pads. Yeah, the Ottawa National uh, Forest yeah, the, campground at Clark campground. Lake yeah, is at Clark Lake. pristine. I mean, yeah. it's clean. It's well-staffed, um, yeah. and it's not overrun. It's it, The sites are separated out from each other. You're not on top of each other like at most campsites. And so we usually book the night before we go out on the lakes and take down... Um, store whatever we don't need in the vehicles and then go out for four or five days and then come back, camp in that campground again, and then move on from there. But that was going to be my question. So you guys are packing in a bunch of stuff yep. while you kayak. Everything's in dry sacks. And then are you setting up a new camp each day that nope. you're out there? Nope. Um, you... No. We, we so far have been lucky to be able um, well, actually, I take that back. The, the first trip where, where your mom and Kevin came with... Um, we initially had different sites set up because we could only get like three sites or three days at one site and then we were going to have to move. But then the weather turned really bad with some severe storms and some of the sites you have to be careful when you book them because they're up steep inclines. Mm. So you obviously park your kayak or canoe on the shores, but then you got to hike up these hills while well, we had three knee replacements. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, between the four know, of between us between yeah. the four of us and so what you couldn't see on the you know the dnr site or the national site or whatever it's on um they don't show you that they don't tell you the elevation from the campsite to the lake is you know 150 feet downhill oh yeah or whatever you know so um when we knew the bad weather was coming and we knew we had people with ankle and knee issues um those muddy slopes weren't um an option um so when we came out um uh, we found out that there's a casino close by and we <laughs> came we sp- out and showered and spent the night or two in the casino so you went from going, like the we most pampered ourselves place ever yeah, to yeah. the most crowded yeah. place ever yeah. but i mean we could have stayed at the camp <laughs> we could have stayed at the campground 
but it was just raining and miserable and decided what the heck why not you know and so it was nice uh i'm not i don't win anything at the casino it's not my scene i guess i would say but still had fun being together so there's a nice way to end we went up there again this last summer uh just the two of us and wound up going all the way up to uh fort wilkins yeah and uh, went up to uh, Copper Harbor and all of that. We, I mean, we went way up the peninsula. I mean, we couldn't go much farther without getting our feet wet. We've been to all four Running corners, if you will, um, except yeah. up by uh, well, we, Sioux St. Marie. Yeah, we haven't we been, haven't up, been that up, way up there. Yet. But we've done the pictured rocks area. We haven't kayaked it just because yeah. we don't have ocean kayaks. And for um, those that don't know, the UP, I, 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 it's become my home away from home. I just absolutely love it up there. It's just beautiful. And the waterfalls, if you're a waterfall person, but you're not a kayaker, you're not into the backcountry, you're just oh, not into There's just tons of waterfalls up there. And they, get, they even have maps showing you where all, a little bit of hiking to get to some of them. But, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. We've seen a few of them now. And, uh, in fact, this last summer we went up there, and then uh, right there uh, where we stayed, um, just a little bit east, actually, they had a, a trout fishery up there, and that was really cool. And the water, the one was spring-fed, the, the one um, pond, and it was spring-fed. It was so clear, and you could just... I mean, the trout were just unbelievable. He even had some... Uh, I thought they were koi fish at first. They were orange. I've never seen... He said, those are California. I forget the name of them, but they're, they're from California. And it's a, a, a orange trout, or yellow. Yellow trout? No, it was orange. It was kind yeah, of they were, goldfish orange. They look like, yeah, goldfish orange. Dang, I mean, I've they never were, heard of that. And they were just the neatest. And then they even had a pond where... <coughs> what was it? 60 cents of an inch... Yeah, whatever you, you caught. You could use, they had fishing rods you could use. Well, we had our own fishing rods, so we just went down there. And for 60 cents an inch, we wound up buying, uh, and you couldn't, if you caught it, you'd buy it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we wound up taking four fresh trout out of that. And that was amazing of, on the fire. It was just <laughs> unbelievable. Went back to the campsite and the campground. We, yeah, we didn't oh, go to the back yes. country oh, yeah. this last Reverse summer. Smoke fire. We stayed in the campground and... Man, it was just a blast. And when our time is up out there, I just, up there, I should say, I just, I don't want to come home. It's just beautiful. It's already booked for the summer. Yeah, we're already nice. going back. First in week August, in August, August seems again. to be the best weather. Yeah. You missed the lake flies. The first time we went up, the week after we were there, it snowed. So, I mean, it can snow early up there. Um, so. The mosquitoes are bad, though, in fact. I, at, I'm, at times. I'm learning that, you know, uh, I don't handle mosquitoes. mosquitoes real well. In fact, I, the few times I thought I was going to be standing there screaming like a schoolgirl because I just, I couldn't, they, I mean, they'll carry my the fat hide off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thermosils <laughs> are where it's at. And I must be one sweet-tasting, chubby guy. <laughs> they just won't get away from He's me. He's like a mosquito magnet. Oh, man. She likes it when I'm sitting around because they don't bother her. <laughs> do you do you react pretty bad to them? I welt up pretty yep. good too. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, and it's I mean it's like some of them will get like and half itch. dollar size yeah. and they itch. And so I can't. Bad. Yeah, I, I, I get, get little tiny black noceums. Yeah, and then I welt up. Look like somebody yeah. beat me with a baseball bat. Now we've gone up uh, all three. Is it three now that we've been up there three times? And they were all pretty much around the same time, right? 
Well, we went up in September. Oh, yeah. As a fluke trip, we just went up and yeah. camped. We didn't Went kayak. up there for the color, which... No, I was going to say, I phenomenal. bet you the colors in the fall would oh, be insane. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. We went yeah. up to uh, Porcupine Mountains. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank what it's called. It, the Lake mountain, of the Clouds. Lake of the Clouds. And, I mean, you want to talk about beauty. You're thousand whatever feet up looking over as far as you can see. And just amazing. What, so I used to ask every guest on my show this, and I haven't for a while now, not intentionally, I just realized that I haven't been asking, what is your dream trip? If you could plan any trip, and it, it doesn't have to be hunting, but typically that's the route people we go. We talked a little bit about that earlier when we went out there looking at the deer that's been taken uh, this last weekend, Alaska. Uh, yeah. We've always talked about, we talked about when it was our 25th, Wedding ever, so we were going to go up to Alaska, but it just didn't work out. Um, then we talked about our thirtieth when we thought we'd go up at our, during, you know, for our thirtieth, and that didn't work out. Um, yeah, that I think is, you know, to me, that's can we even say it that way? It's the last great frontier, and I want to see it. You yeah, know? there's As a lot of land up there that hasn't been touched by man, and I'd like to see that. If I mean, if money wasn't an issue and you could do anything. Would it? Would you do a hunting trip up there, or a fishing trip, or what would what would be on the agenda, if anything could be? Hunting, fishing, photography, just being there would be heaven on earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one of my I I, I kind of got out of it, but now this last summer I got back into it a little bit. Used to fly fish, and uh, then I got completely out of it. One of my things I'd love to go up there and catch a sockeye. Or a grayling. I'd love to uh, get up there and uh, be able to see. Just something, I guess, on my own personal bucket list. Um, I don't know if I'm really... I'm not fit enough. And with my pins being... I have my legs the way they are. I don't know if I want to take... I envy you with some of the hunts I've seen and heard about that you've been out in Colorado and been up to Alaska doing that. You know, And it's uh, something that I envy. I don't know if I could... Unless I could get... I'd like to go on a horseback hunt. I mm-hmm. think that would be. I, yeah, I'm, horseback or mule hunts. Yeah, that's something I've never yeah, done. Yeah. And I think it just seems awesome. And they, they bring out the wall tent and they really set up a backcountry yeah. camp because mm-hmm. they have all the gear and the spots that they can get on those mules, especially. Yeah. yeah. And you can go anywhere yeah. on a mule. Yeah. Yeah. I would not necessarily need to hunt, but yet still have the hunting experience. Just go to the backcountry camp, take a. Yeah. Horse right out in the middle of nowhere just to see the wildlife, take the camera, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any great desire to go kill, you know, a big black bear, brown bear, grizzly bear, or whatever. I, I just don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, but to say I, I was there and experienced it or to photograph somebody else's hunt yep. would be yeah. awesome. That was my thing with my buddy Sean's mountain goat hunt. I did not need to be the guy <laughs> pulling the trigger at all. Yeah. I count that as a successful hunt for me. Oh yeah! No matter you were still if I pulled the trigger or not, right? You know, I got to I got to hunt it the same that he yeah. would. The only thing that was different is pulling that trigger yeah. and who who took all the meat home. Right. That's it. And my dream hunt, whether I'm pulling the trigger or not, or I guess releasing the release, uh, would be a fly in float out Yukon moose hunt. Uh-huh. I want to get dropped off in the middle of nowhere. 
with a pack raft or a couple pack rafts and I want to float rivers all the way back to civilization, sure. whether that's yeah. 80 miles or 300 miles yeah. and just moose hunt all <laughs> along the way uh, and then have a wolf tag too. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that'd be a dream, but it, it's the same thing. I just want to be, I like being remote. Yep. I like being mm-hmm. as far away from people as I can. I don't yep. want light pollution. I don't want to be on top of a mountain and look and see, street and see a anywhere. single light. I mean, right. it doesn't matter if it's one cabin or none. Yeah. Um, but what was really cool is when we did the Alaska trip this year, we did a float plane tour of Kodiak Island, and then we landed on a lake and uh, went and did a bear viewing deal. Well, we saw these cabins way back there on this lake. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can rent those cabins out. And it was like $40 a night. <laughs> To rent these cabins, no running water, no electricity. You got to keep all your food in a bear box outside. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you are guaranteed to see grizzlies within 40 yards of your cabin. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that get black-tailed deer tags that actually get grizzly tags. Yeah. And they go and they'll stay in that for a week or two mm-hmm. and just hunt out of it every day. That's us when we go on our kayak the last couple of times. We've been out in the backcountry kayaking. Um, we hang our stuff under the trees have to mm-hmm. um never even came close to, i don't think we've ever had the two times we've been there in fact i've we had a people, fawn run through the campsite yeah was as close as yeah. we came to scared the crap i mean we're packing up and all i saw was something brown and it's running through camp and it's running towards me mm-hmm. <laughs> all i was like hey <laughs> thought it was a bear i'm finally going <laughs> this is the way i'm gonna die have you guys seen <laughs> any of the elk or wolves or moose or anything when you're up there doing the kayak trips uh-uh no uh-uh. but the loons uh, mm-hmm. for the somebody eagles. doesn't have loons in their area where we live we don't have none of that and to and they always get so vocal at like two three o'clock in the morning i don't know what if it's a meeting or don't mind being what. woken up yeah. at the sound of oh, oh yeah and i mean it's not just one just deciding to do their they're all song. off like and you can it sounds tell like there's a half a dozen they're of them at different talking. lakes yeah. And and it just echoes yeah. through the trees and off the water. Yep. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. In it's fact, la- we've we've actually just taken our phones and recorded it. You know. Yeah. We're a little ways away from the lakes from where we stayed last uh, August uh, in the campground. We didn't go out in the backcountry. We just stayed in the campground. But yet, um, so we're a little ways away from the lake. And but you'd be laying there early in the morning, and all of a sudden, oh, I just I think it was that a loon. You know. You know. Yeah, 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 there he is. Probably half to three quarters of a mile yeah, from the lake, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it's, yeah. I hope there's um, loons. But they still heaven. echo. <laughs> I remember uh, you guys went up to Canada with my parents a couple times mm-hmm. on some yep. of those fishing trips. Yep. Way remote. Did that once with them, yeah. I only phenomenal. I only went once, and it was on a father-son trip. So yep. it was me and my dad and a bunch of other guys and their sons from church that we knew. Yeah. And this spot is, what is it, like eight hours down a Six hours road, off or six, the nearest blacktop road. Yep, mm-hmm. six hours, yeah. and you're just going through the middle of nowhere. Yeah, what was it? It was actually uh, it was a goat trails. trail. I think your dad said it was like 72 miles, but it took like six or six and a half hours to get to the cabins because it was just a log, logging road is all and it sometimes was. Sometimes yeah. it's A two-wheel out. lane goat trail. Mm-hmm. I mean, we... 
And we went in a minivan, and I thought, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, minivan, don't yeah. recommend it. Everybody else had a four-wheel drive pickup truck in there. We are in a caravan. Well, and then they told me, like, oh, there's a, a plane that flies over once a day, mm-hmm. and that's emergency rescue if you need it. Yeah, yep, you lay two, ro- two logs in the road and an X yeah. in the morning. If you need help, yeah. uh, then they'll land on the lake. Otherwise, you're stuck till the next day. Yeah. Jeez. And it was always kind of a... Uh, after the plane would fly over, and it was just like, oh boy, all right, <laughs> hope nothing happens. No, <laughs> it's like that uh, zero, no injuries in how many days sign at most jobs, yeah, yeah. and it's just like, all right, now we've got like a twenty-four yeah. hour countdown before, <laughs> like try to make it as close to that twenty-four hours as you can before we uh, get hurt. Remember the first one of the first nights that we were up there and. We didn't know that we could, we just bottled water. I'm not that big of a water drinker, so it was a lot of uh, there was, country time lemonade. Everything was propane, stove, refrigeration, yeah. whatever, but there was not room to store so we sodas and yeah, things Yeah, we like didn't that, bring so. bottles of pop or anything yep. like that, and I thought, Yeah, it's all spring water up there. I could there. go for mm-hmm. a Coke right now. <laughs> it was like gas stations. Come to find out there away. was a spring up the, the, the trail, basically. In some, and yeah. shallow, but cold and so everybody would take their stuff up there and put yep. it in this puddle basically yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. this little spring and here we sit with nothing yeah nobody filled us in there was a few that <laughs> had brought some bottles of soda and it was you know just 20 ounce or whatever and it was like oh man i wish we'd have known <laughs> well you guys knew i was going on that father-son trip and i remember you got me a spoon to fish with oh yeah and it was a black spoon it had a green stripe and then two yellow stripes, one yep. on each side of it. And I brought that thing up there, and I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I would hear the stories. Yeah. Oh, we caught 80 fish this day, and we caught 20 fish before lunch and fried them up on this rock. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be awesome. We get up there, and, I mean, the whole first day was like that. It, like, you couldn't not catch a fish. And... My Billy did. I felt so sorry. I never, I never caught a week. fish until the last day of the trip, and I caught a 14-inch perch. She oh caught perch, gosh. and they didn't even know there was perch up there, and they said, I never caught a fish what? the whole trip. Yeah. And I'm you were a, using a, the same stuff as everybody I was, else? She was so fit to be tied. Oh, yeah, I was frustrated. <laughs> I am a, it's not a fun live trying. bait fisherman. I <laughs> yeah. don't do the nope. lure thing. Yeah. And but I was, was in the <laughs> lake trying to catch spiders and whatever I could find to use for bait just because I wasn't catching a thing. I was catching stuff, and she would take the entrails from my fish that I was keeping, yeah. and she'd try that and put that on the hook. And then she was trying spiders, and she was trying water bugs and everything she could to try and, you know, anything that was living there because you couldn't bring in worms or nothing like that. Yeah. And she's that kind of a fisherman. that Yeah, I never felt so sorry for anybody. And me... I'm monkeying around. I brought this huge, big suitcase. I called a tackle box, and you know, it's one of them. You open both sides, and it splits out two ways. It's got forty it's trays. Yeah, it's got three hundred thousand trays in it, or <laughs> compartments in it. But anyway, and I, I had so much fun the whole time I was up there, not rubbing it into my honey, but yet I thought, you know, I'm doing pretty good with this one. I wonder if this one will. And I tried just about everything in there, and I caught fish on just about everything mm-hmm. I had. I have a, a really neat story. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought this up. I didn't know that. Pretty yeah. much wanted to throw him over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she'd cast, a in a, she'd cast it in an area and nothing, nothing every time. And finally, it's like, 
well, there ain't no fish over there. And I'd say, really? And I'd cash it over there, and I'd reel it back. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> and I'd pay, pull in some kind of northern. For real. <laughs> then I had one. I had this tiny little Mr. Twister. Uh, it was like a uh, dragonfly nymph. Mm-hmm. It was just this tiny little brown thing with a spoon on it. And I thought, I wonder if that'll catch me anything. So I tied that on. But I didn't put a leader on. I just tied it right to the line like a dummy, you know. And I cast that out. And cranking it in, wow, and something big hit it. And I'm fighting it, fighting it, and snap. And it's like, duh, got it. All right, well, sorry. I guess I'll, you know, so this time, brainiac that I am, I finally tied on a steel leader. And then I went back to, I. it was a green with black polka dots was, uh, if I remember right, that was the hot spoon that just seemed to, they liked that one the best. In fact, I darn near wore the paint off that thing. They kind of caught some fish. But anyway, tied that and put that back on there with a steel leader on there, and I cast right back out in the same area, and wham! And I rocking back and forth, and I finally get it in. She grabs the net, and she helps me land it. She's got the net and the fish in her lap, and she goes, oh, wow, look at that. You're getting pretty lucky. She says, you darn near lost him, and she's wiggling or the the lures just dangling out of it and i said oh yeah wait a minute honey that's the lure i just lost caught the same fish <laughs> oh no way and she goes what no it's not and i said yes it is that's a, i just lost that lure i said look at the spoons in its mouth the daredevil that i was using or daredevil type I said, look, it's in its mouth. And she goes, oh, look at that. No and way. that one was barely yeah. hanging by a awesome. thread. Yeah. And it, yeah. The fact that he caught it. it yeah. Couldn't believe that. I had out. never had something like that happen before. That freaked me out. That's yeah. cool. I, yeah. uh, the first cast, I, I remember we were fishing for probably an hour. And then I remembered, oh, Billy and Mark got me this new spoon just for this trip. So I switch over to that and I cast it. And I've never had this happen when fishing like walleye or pike or anything, I cast that thing out, and as soon as it touches the water, boom, boom. just hits, and I reel in. I think it was like a 34-inch northern, Ooh. and I was like, oh, this is the greatest. So I, we take the fish off, <laughs> uh, throw it in the live well. I, I send that spoon out there again, and I'm reeling it back in. And I don't know if it was the next cast or a couple casts later. I'm reeling it in, and my dad told me multiple times, like, Always watch behind your lure. You know, there might be one chasing it. Then you do a figure eight next to the boat, and you're going to hit it, and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm doing it, and all of a sudden I just see movement behind it, and I'm like, oh, man, what is that? And so I'm watching it, and it's coming after. And, I mean, we're probably like 20 feet from being in the – or my lure is 20 feet from being in the boat, and I'm trying to figure out what this thing is because it doesn't look like anything I'd seen before in the water. And come to find out, it's a loon. (laughs) There was oh, a really swimming underwater, chasing my bait. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was like you could see it spotted the boat. Boom. Yep. It was gone. Yeah. And a little while later, it popped up about 50 yards from us. Wow. And I was like, that was awesome. Almost, I've never seen that before. Almost got a loon. I know. And <laughs> just to see him swim. I mean, he was swimming fast. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You know, they glide when, pretty you're, good. when you're fishing for those uh, pike and muskie, you don't have to reel slow at yeah. all. I mean, they'll come for it. Yeah. But, just yeah, it. it was it was keeping up. It was yeah. gaining on my lure. So. That first time we went out uh, in 2019, we went out with your folks to uh, – 
uh, waters me uh, tra- uh, uh, yeah Transylvania to Sylvania wilderness and uh, we we the loons as we're paddling through the channel there uh, to get out and Crooked Lake is it's almost like an octopus there's just all these alcoves and there's just all these fingers you know and uh, we were headed completely down to the south end but as we got in the first channel from the put in and uh, the loons were like coming and checking us out and you know, swimming underneath the water, and it was like, holy... And they're big. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're the size of a Canada goose, if not a little bigger. Yeah, Some huge. of them. Yeah, they're, they're... Yeah. So that was a little unnerving. <laughs> I didn't know what they wanted. <laughs> I'll never forget, uh, up in Canada, that spot that that you guys had gone once, and I've been once. Um, I bought a wrist rocket. And, you know, my dad gave me, like, 20 bucks for spending or whatever yeah. on the trip, and I remember on the way up there... I saw this thing, and it was the coolest thing I'd seen in my life, and I'm like, i got to get this. And so it had all the steel balls with it, and sure. you get ceramic ones. And, I mean, yep. this is just a little tourist shop somewhere yep. on the way up. And so I buy it, and we stopped to use the bathroom, and I wanted to shoot it really bad. So I get out, and I shoot it. Well, then, uh, you guys remember um, Ron, his son Luke. Sure. Um they came with on the trip, and Luke wanted to shoot it real bad. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, yeah, you can shoot it. And he pulls it back like it's a bow. Oh, and, I mean, no. he's behind his head. Oh, no. And he lets that sucker go, and it whacks him in the back of the ear Ooh. so hard. Welted he, right up. <laughs> I swear he cried for two hours. Oh, I mean, yeah. from the time we it, – it was just, like, bawling. But I looked over at him, and his ear was – Purple. I mean, it was wow. bad news, yeah. yeah. and I laughed so hard. But he remembers I mean, that to oh, this yeah. day. <laughs> I bet he's never picked up a slingshot. <laughs> he, since. he has bad dreams now, maybe. But yeah, we I don't would, know why I'm laughing. <laughs> after after we would get out the fish and everything, there was that rock that they would always bring the buckets to and dump sure. them out, mm-hmm. and there were eagles and seagulls and hawks and you name it would yeah. come down. Yeah. That place is cool. I've I don't know if they're still doing trips up there. Mm, Hopefully I don't know. they are. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah, go it was awesome because it was situated right between the two lakes, on that little yeah logging trail. I'd never seen or witnessed fishing like that anywhere before and since. I mean, that was. I remember your uh, your dad went with. Uh, what we wound up doing was because we were nestled, like Billy said, between two lakes. Some of the boats went on one lake. The other boats went on the other lake, and if you wanted to hunt, or hunt, if you wanted to, well, I guess it kind of, sort of, but if you wanted to fish one lake, okay, and maybe in the evening you want, so you just got in other people's boats, you know, and we dragged our own boats up there. There was, the one me and Billy used, though, was uh, a, a flat John boat, but that was a nice, I mean, it was pretty beat up, but I enjoyed it. That, it kind of helped me decide when I bought my duck boat, you know, what I was going to do, and it was like, oh, I'm thinking this is the type of boat I wanted. Yeah. And I kind of fashioned after it, because there was a pedestal pedestal seat up in it, and Billy always sat up in the front. And uh, we had just brought it, it was no outboard with it, so we, somebody had brought an extra outboard along, because they knew it was up there. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, and I remember your dad sat, talking about that, and uh, it wasn't a loon, but somebody he had gone on one uh, one the other lake, and uh, anyway he wound up uh, somebody caught a northern, but it was a smaller one. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
all of a sudden, as he, oomph, you know, all right, he's reeling it in. And all of a sudden, wham, you know. And it was like, oh, wow, what the heck? A little burst of energy from the guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad one. It was like maybe 20-some inches, 23 or whatever. And all of a sudden, they realized, why is it coming in sideways? It's like snow plowing. Uh-huh. And then they realized that there was... A bit. 25-ish, whatever it was. <coughs> but it was, excuse me, it tickled my throat. <clears throat> but they, it wound up having like a 40-inch that was latched well, onto the middle of it. And, uh, <clears throat> I think my mom has the picture. I think that was my mom and dad out, out in the boat. Because I remember my mom coming back one time, and she showed me a picture of this pike that she had caught, yeah. and there were teeth marks in the side <laughs> of it. And she's like, as soon as I caught that one, all of a sudden something came to eat that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Man, which was not uncommon a- up there because yeah. a lot of the t- the fish that we caught, I, I remember there was a few that all had teeth marks that they, yeah. or missing a fin or whatever, you know. Well, we slid we slid uh, Pike off into the water. Um, we were sitting on this slab rock that just kind of like dropped into one of the lakes, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna fish while they cook." Uh, lunch and so I'm fishing and I catch this pike and it's probably like 18 inches maybe and I go and I let it go back into the water and as soon as I let it go in the water all of a sudden boom the water erupted and this muskie had come up and grabbed that thing as soon as it went in and I'm I'm thinking like man almost 20 inch fish and now you have something that comes and just eats it I mean gone Holy cow, that's a monster fish! Well, and I, aren't you glad they, your fingers weren't still done? I know there? <laughs> they told me, they told me they're like, oh yeah, and we there's no showers here, so we take a bath out in the lake. Oh, and, and I, I remember, remember being that. out there, and I had my swim trunks tight. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah, I was like, yeah. nothing is coming for me. <laughs> then they had these. Uh, I forget what they called them. Was that what they called Fisher the, spiders? The Fisher or, or Jesus Jesus spider? Yeah, they or call them Jesus spiders because the, they walk on water. Billy, I think, was we were down there just kind of a uh, bunch of us. It was a really nice day. And, uh, of course, we had beautiful weather, uh, but it, w- it was, what was it at that time here in Eau Claire? I think it was like a heat index of like almost 115 degrees, 114 degrees with the heat index. But up there, it was beautiful. We had 80 degrees at, uh, you know, at our best, you know, uh, mostly um, bluebird days, well, cotton candy clouds, you know, and it was mm-hmm. just beautiful. You know, it, was, it reminded me of like early fall. And, uh, but it was, I think we went, it was like July sometime and it was so hot back here. But, uh, so we did have one day where it was pretty warm, wound up going and a bunch of us, we threw the canoe in the water and we sank the canoe and you monkeyed around everybody trying to stand on it upside down, you know, uh-huh. and, uh, and not, you know, keep it down under the water. Well, anyway, Billy had, uh, took her. <laughs> fishing pole that she had in her hand because she was just kind of casting around on that little dock that they had there and uh, she took that big spider and she whip out onto the water and he went about eight feet or so six feet from the dock and he's just kind of floating out there in the water and all of a sudden he just right back to the dock he's coming <laughs> and everybody was like <laughs> yep. he's coming back we showered yeah. in that same spot in the lake and yeah. i don't swim i sink <laughs> so i stayed very close to that dock well knowing where that spider came to yeah. up underneath there there was like a million baby spiders mm-hmm. like they were everywhere i was yeah. like okay i'm done with this spot <laughs> i remember i remember bathing in that 
part of the lake <coughs> and, cool. and I could see the spiders running across the top and that creeped me yeah, out they were so bad. As big as my hand outstretched. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they were huge. Big. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't care for those. I think all. in diameter, they can get like six, seven inches in diameter at their yeah. biggest. We didn't run into any of the wolf spiders. Like they talk about Sylvania can be yeah. really bad for wolf spiders. Oh, They'll okay. say you wake up in your hammock and the, yeah. the canopy is covered with them. Yeah. They get up underneath because they can feel your breathing, but it's trapped under your rain right. uh, oh, canopy, yeah. and they'll be on the... Oh. We didn't run across that. That nope. would have freaked me out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when I, when I... I've always been aware of, like, snakes and spiders and all that stuff. One thing I didn't think I'd have to worry about was raccoons ever, and we've been floating on the Buffalo River in Arkansas... For close to 15 years now, probably. Me mm. and Sam, and before that, me and a bunch of friends. Mm. And uh, we did it. We do an annual trip down there, twice a year, actually. And um, a couple of the guys had never been, and so we kind of set up our own uh, trip down there. Mm. And they show up. My buddy Brad comes, and he's only there for one night. He's like, man, I didn't bring a tent. I didn't bring anything. I've just got my sleeping bag. And as we're sitting there around the fire, I had never seen raccoons down here. Never really had any issues. They I can get they're... really vicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're sitting there, and all of a sudden, this raccoon just comes strolling into camp. And we had just set up the fire. I mean, it wasn't even fully dark yet. And I picked up a chunk of firewood that was sitting right next to me, and I just whip it at this thing. <laughs> and I smoke it right in the side. I mean, it rolls twice, takes off. Everyone's like... Man, why'd you have to go and do that? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not having raccoons in camp. Ooh. Those things are crazy. Yeah. A little while later, here comes three raccoons into camp. And now everyone's, everyone's picking up <laughs> firewood and we're chucking it at it. A little while later, more raccoons come into camp. I think by I don't even know how many there were by the time we went to bed. But I was like, Brad. If you want, you can come sleep under the tarp because I had my hammock and then I've got this big 16 by 16 uh, mm. lightweight tarp that I put over mm. it. I was like, you can come sleep just right under the hammock. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. I'll sleep by the fire. Like, they're not going to mess with me. And I'm like, did you not see this last 30 minutes? Like, there have been raccoons coming in toward the fire all night long. He's like, no, nah, I'll be good. I fall asleep in my hammock or I'm just about to and I just hear, Oh, oh, get off of me! Get off of me! And I'm like, I really? pop up, shine my headlamp, and I see raccoons running. And he's like, dude, I just got teabagged by a raccoon! <laughs> so I'm like, dude, do you want to sleep under the tarp? And he's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, I got an idea. And so uh, one of the guys had floated with a Yeti cooler, and so he set that up. And then, you know, we're flo- anytime we float, if we're in canoes, we'll bring a lot of gear and just be comfortable out there. And so we had like bag chairs, and so we set those up. And he's like, "I'm gonna do a bag chair, the Yeti cooler, then a bag chair, and make a little bed." You know, they're not gonna climb up on top of me. Sure. A little while later, no, ah, no. get off of me! Get off of me! <laughs> he's like, "There's one sitting on my chest when I woke up," <laughs> and he's just freaking out. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Brad!" And I mean, <clears throat> for the next couple hours. Brad every so often would get up just yelling or you'd hear crashing and he's chasing them around. I mean, he's in his boxers just chasing (laughs) raccoons out of camp and we're all trying to get to sleep. And finally, uh, I get like two hours of sleep and then I feel someone shaking my hammock and it's Brad. 
Dan, Dan, I can't sleep. I haven't got a wink of sleep all night. These raccoons, they they just won't leave me alone. Is there any way there's room in your hammock for me? And I'm like, oh, nope, you gotta sorry. be kidding me, dude. It's a and, single. And he he ended up climbing in the hammock, and he he slept with his head towards my feet, and we were facing opposite ways. Sure. And... We were both like in the seated position, right? Yeah. And so our butts are just like straight up sitting on each other in what? the middle of the hammock. Yeah. And I woke up and my legs were completely asleep. And he's oh. just like, "Oh, thanks, dude. I, I was not getting any <laughs> any sleep." And I was like, "I didn't get any sleep." Yeah, after you're you welcome. In my freaking yeah. hammock. Dude. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That was that was interesting. I I mean, we had camped at that spot dozens of times, but I'm guessing they just f- like found <clears throat> somebody's trash one time. And now they come back in. That's the other thing we've uh, recently, just the last couple of years, we've gotten into is hammock camping. We've oh yeah, we've gone from well, we'll we'll tent if we last summer, we wound up using a tent. We bought a different tent and uh, stayed there and that. But uh, we always have our hammocks when we go up there. Yeah, that's. I didn't think I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and inclement weather. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it was so wet. I thought, no, I don't know if I want to. I mean, every night that one, was that this last time? Every night was, no, that was the September before. Yeah, it rained. And every night it was a thunderstorm up there. And Trees it was, falling. Yeah, I just didn't think yeah, I wanted no, thanks. to be, being a beer taco at that time. <laughs> I thought I'd <laughs> Already wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys hopping on, Gee. and I'm bummed you guys are heading back home. Yeah, time to go back. It's always a tough time. I know you, I know the feeling, like, when I walked out of the woods yesterday, I kind of had a feeling it might be my last time oh. for the year, and it was just kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. You There's look something special about that place. For a deer hunter, this is our Christmas. Yep. Yeah, and uh, you look forward to this all year long. Yeah. Yeah, and this is something that, that uh, when it finally ends, it's it sucks, you know, it's like, that's me and Sam when we went and got my blind earlier, and it was uh, we kind of stood there and I said, you know, you, and we just kept scanning the ridges, and I says, I know what you're doing because I'm doing the same thing. It's just one more memory. Just, yep. just one. Just one, take just it want in. to see one. I don't care if it's a nubby. I don't care if, what kind of deer it is. Probably not even going to take a shot at it, but yet just to be able to see one more run through the ridges. Yep. And because you know it's going to be another year. You never know what the next year is going to hold. I had uh, a pretty big scare in 2019 when I fell out of a tree stand, and uh, I'm pretty happy that I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so I can continue to share this. Um, I have to, uh, one thing I'd really like to say, you know, I've been kind of listening to your podcast, and um, when you had Sam on, I sat there and I listened to my youngest son and my nephew, and uh, it made me cause to smile a little bit, and I don't mean to blow my own horn, but that had a little bit of a part of that, you know, you guys with your duck hunting, and to sit and listen to the knowledge that you two young men have got, you know, and, uh, yeah, it just makes me proud. I, I never knew, and for those of you, if I can throw this out at all, uh, uh, Sammy was four when I started taking him, and uh, he drove me nuts. I bought him a pair of knee boots, and I thought that was the dumbest thing I could have ever done because that kid was soaked from head to toe, he would go to a quarter inch to the top of the boots, and that's, that's, the water was that close to going over. And there was so many times that kid, and it was freezing outside, and he'd be coming home with wet feet, and your mom's going to kill me. You know, I'd say to him, well, it'll be all right, Dad, he'd say. <laughs> but, uh, 
they had no idea back then that, you know, and I took you on youth hunts. And, and uh, every time I bought uh, a call, Sam was right there usually with me and big puppy dog eyes. And then he wound up getting calls as well. And uh, you know, just to listen to the two of you, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. You guys have wowed me. And uh, so if, I guess uh, if I didn't finish that, if you have kids, don't hesitate. Don't wait for them to be a teenager. Get them out there. Oh, yeah. You know, get them to enjoy it. Um, make it short if it's deer hunting. That can be long and boring for a little one. But yet, you know, if you got one that's really gung-ho, don't say no. Get them out there. I'm so glad that I did what I did because uh, I never knew it was going to turn into this. Yeah, and I'm I'm proud I had to be a part of it. I could be a part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, you said like you were happy thinking that you were a small part of it. Like you both were big, big parts of it for me. Mm. I mean, I can remember, I remember the outfits I was wearing on some of the hunts. Like, yeah. I I'd go over there and you'd be like, oh, we've got extra, we've got this, you can yeah. use this. I didn't have waiters. You guys had waiters for me yeah. to use. Um, I remember Billy, you gave me and my brother both. Uh, like some army camo jackets, and those were our favorite things ever. I mean, we were officially in the military at that point, and we would, <laughs> I mean, even when we weren't hunting, we were wearing them running around, but like running around the woods and chasing squirrels in the army jackets that you gave us, yeah. uh, shaking the adult toy and uh, <laughs> making too much noise, coming back wet. I mean, but then... As soon as, even once we could go out and hunt on our own, because I would sit on the log with you or I'd come over and visit you, um, or you guys just would let me come sit with Aaron or uh, with Aaron before I could hunt, because I think he could hunt the year before me or two years before me. And so I just went and sat with you guys. And a lot of those memories are why I got into not only deer hunting, but waterfowl hunting but squirrel hunting yeah. and looking at it now, I think seeing you guys branch out from deer hunting yeah. into these new types of hunting that gave me the confidence to yeah. try elk hunting, to go out and yeah. um, just realize that there's a whole lot more out there to hunt, to experience in the outdoors than what I grew up with. So do you remember how your aunt initiated you to the I think you should, oh my gosh. I think you should tell your initiations. And I'm so upset with myself that I didn't do that for Aiden. Because you told me to. As soon as we got done with the podcast, you're like, hey, you need to do this. <laughs> she, I'm not even 100% sure how it happened. Because I felt like we hadn't been to that spot before. And she's like, you know what these are right here? And I'm like, no, what are those? These are little deer turds. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Next thing I know, she's got them in her hand. I'm like, all right, that's getting kind of weird. Like, why do you? Why are you touching them? Like, you could point them, point them to me. It had know. snowed too, didn't it? Yeah, when yeah, it again? yeah. So I mean, it was plain as day. Yeah, yeah. Easy to pick up. Uh huh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, slightly chilled. She's popping them in her mouth, and I'm about to throw up. And she's just like, no, Gagging. Just, just try one. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, she's actually eating them. She's eating them. What's going on? Didn't you see something like, oh, and they're fresh. They're best when they're fresh. Yeah. I'm just, I, I don't remember what all was said. It was a traumatic experience yeah. for me. Almost lost your and loving mind. I, didn't, I don't think you even told me. 
I think it was quite a while before you told me because I remember <laughs> I remember being back home and telling or being real. back in school and telling my friends about my crazy aunt that <laughs> ate deer poop. Yeah. And then at one point or another, you guys finally <laughs> told me like, oh, just a heads up, yeah. what they were. Chocolate covered raisins. Chocolate covered uh, raisins. Yeah. So I was supposed to do that for Aiden. She had dropped them on the ground while you weren't looking. Yeah, while I wasn't looking. And then she's like, oh, hey, wait, right here, right here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what deer... This and she played it up. You have yeah. to do this before you can hunt yeah. with us. Yep. She played it up, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, yummy. Can you want some? Yeah, he was all up, everything but puking. No. <laughs> well, they, they, got, they got me on something like that for Royal Rangers, because I grew up going to Royal Rangers, which is like... Church Boy Scouts. Sure. And I remember we woke up and we went on a hike one day and came back. And this guy, Bob, it was my buddy Ryan's dad. He'd been back at, at camp cooking. And he's like, all right, guys, here we go. We got chocolate-covered grasshoppers. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there might be a couple crickets mixed in there, but for the most part, they're grasshoppers. And he just starts popping these things. And I'm telling you, they look just like grasshoppers. Yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out that they take like cornflakes or it was some type of cereal and they just dip them in chocolate oh. or like they'll shape them a little bit and make sure. them look like grasshoppers. <laughs> and everyone, all the other uh, instructors were sitting there popping them in. They're like, oh, that one was a good crunchy one. That was yeah, a good. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be part of this anymore. What like, is this wrong is with gross. You people. <laughs> turns out people actually. Eat grasshoppers. Oh, yeah. Like it's, they're a oh, really yeah. good source of protein. Yeah. There's like extreme bodybuilders yeah. that like that's they those go in their protein yeah. shakes. But I, I still guess. haven't eaten a grasshopper. Not happening. I think I tried a But f- you like chocolate covered raisins. I do love chocolate yeah. covered raisins. Yeah. And I did I did try the chocolate grasshoppers after I found out what they were. I think and they I, were pretty tasty. I think I tried a grasshopper, I don't remember how long ago. That had been a long time ago, but it was roasted and salted, lightly salted and Hard pass. I thought, all right. I mean, there was nothing oh, to it. Oh, what did I try? Come to think of it, I tried something like that. Like I mean, there was nothing it to it. It was actually. It was just a crunch. There was it no. Tasted, it almost tasted like a burnt popcorn. Nothing. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was a funny taste. I'm gonna have to look into that and figure out what it was that I tried. It, yeah. I may have tried something like that now that I think yeah. of it. No, nope. I didn't have any. One was good. I yeah. didn't need it. Oh yeah, no, it definitely yeah. wasn't like a. <laughs> It wasn't on a bit or nothing no. either. It was just like, oh, all no, right, no. all right. Give me one. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys. You betcha. Love you guys. And Love me too. Sad to see you guys go. I remember sneaking in your vehicle on your way out when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. You wouldn't find out till 10 miles down the road, and we would all get whoopings after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'd get a whooping when I came home if I tried to sneak out with you guys. <laughs> My wife wouldn't. I enjoy this. Tail. I enjoy this every year, but I gotta admit, doing these podcasts and and re- the reminiscing and all of that, I've really enjoyed this weekend. This is yeah. and you and uh, Aiden came and sat in the blind with me yesterday, and while I had my heater, and it was cold. Yeah, it was cold yesterday, and yeah. so uh, we just sat there. We just talked about the past, and uh, yeah, it's it's been I like good. That. I look forward. I I'm gonna look forward to coming up and doing this. Yeah. Not only hunting, but podcasting and yeah. just chatting. Yeah, this has been fun. I'm sure we'll Never tell a lot of the same stories before. again. 
Oh, yeah. And they might change a little bit. And they but. get funnier every time you <laughs> tell them. <laughs> they do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because you always remember something. It's like, oh, shoot, that's right. That's right, he did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. Thank and you. Uh, until next year. Yeah. Until next year. Yeah. And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was so fun reliving those memories. And like I said, I am going to look forward to doing this again next year and all the years to come when I head up to Wisconsin. I'm super pumped about it. Um, I want to fill you in on how my hunt has gone since I've been here in Missouri. So my buddy Drew and I went out the other day, uh, sat in the tree stand in the morning, and Drew shows up. Uh, We get up in the stand. I've got two stands hung in the same tree. And uh, we had a small buck come through. It was probably 55 to 60 yards away through the woods. And we just kind of watched him. Well, then Drew was like, dude, why don't we go back to the orchard, see if there's anything back there. We could probably just walk back there and shoot a doe right now. And I was like, well, man, they're going to come across that road here in the next 10 to 15 minutes. They do it every morning. Um, They just cross the gravel driveway right towards us. And as I'm saying that, I look up and hear the deer come. They're just funneling towards us, probably 20 does. And they work around, and I I just lean down to them. I've got enough meat. I don't need to shoot another doe uh, right now. And so I lean down to him. I'm like, man, are you going to shoot one? And he goes, yeah. And I watch them cross onto the path. And I'm looking down at him, and I'm trying to whisper to him, but try not to move, try not to be too loud. To, to like get up and get ready for a shot because they're 35 yards away and coming towards us. And I keep glancing at him out of the corner of my eye. He's not standing up. And I'm like, what in the world? Will these deer get right in front of us? Uh, he finally starts to draw back, gets busted by one. Half of them blow out of there, gets fully drawn back and tries to settle on this big doe and she stops right behind a tree. So that was a bummer. Nothing came from it. We just blew every deer in the area out of there. But it was a really fun experience, and I got some video footage, so that was good. Um, Also, I went out to my main property to hunt the other day. Realized I did not have my bow release. Luckily, I brought my rifle, so I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to go sit for coyotes and see if I can take out some coyotes. Um, I just bring my rifle with because I try to do coyote cleanup anytime I see them in the field. Um, Even if I'm just walking around the property, it's always on my shoulder. But my main goal was to go sit and try to shoot a deer with my bow. That didn't happen. Go out. And of course, the one time I have a rifle, I don't see coyotes, like when I'm actually actively trying to kill them. But I heard a couple bucks fighting across the road. But Missouri archery still continues to be difficult for me. So there's my, there's my update, but I want to remind you once again, you're going to hear this for a couple episodes until this, uh, sweepstakes or drawing or contest, whatever you want to call it is over. Hop on biggamehero.com and vote for Hunter Lashinsky, uh, to be the big game hero. And he stands to win quite a bit. So go check that out. Biggamehero.com forward slash 2021 forward slash Hunter dash Lashinsky. That's L-E-S-C-H-I-N-S-K-Y. It would be a huge help and it would mean a lot to me. So please stay safe out there. I hope you guys are finding success or at least making some good memories and stories. And until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.